Alright y'all, this shoulda, coulda, woulda We got Derek Graves on the line What's going on with you, brother? Not much, man, how you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, how about yourself? Blessed That's good, that's good How's your business going on? I see you got the 7 on 7 thing going uh yeah you know um I, I do i do a lot of different things seven on seven uh i help out with vince carter he's at yeah. uh, the gym over there off of a uh, eight mile team uh elevate we have the one nine seven on seven team i'm a coach over there so you know help out with help out over there volunteer my time that's good that's good man we appreciate you that's why i got you on here you know saying you a, a pillar in the community and uh just wanted to highlight that and you know what i'm saying just let the people know your history you know what i'm saying so a lot of people that do a lot of work in the community, but a lot of people don't know the history. So we run around, these kids talking all this mess, but they better know Derek Graves was somebody, you know what I'm saying? He still is somebody. So they better yeah. they better recognize what's up, you know? Mm-hmm. How many kids did you think he was gonna have at this time? Uh, honestly, um, I couldn't even tell you, man. Like, at that, when I, you know, when I was younger, I didn't think I was gonna have two kids by the age of 30. You know, I knew I was, yeah. I, for some reason, I kind of I kind of always knew I was gonna have a kid young, though, when I was like, I was like, yeah. I don't know, like when I was like young, I don't want to be no old damn. I have a kid. When I'm like 20, 21. Man, shit. Hey, <laughs> yeah. We yeah, same here. I just wanted them out before 30. I'm like, man, if I get these kids out before 30, I'm good. Cause I didn't want to retire, you know what I'm saying? Still raising kids and whatnot. But yeah, yeah that's cool though. But how did, when did you start? When did you start playing sports? I started playing sports when I was seven years old. Okay. And football was your first one? Nah, baseball. Baseball, okay, yeah, okay. Baseball and then uh, basketball and then football. Okay, so you play all three up until what? At what age? I played play baseball until uh, till I was like ten years old. Then it just wasn't fun. It's not a lot of us that play baseball. Yeah. So you know, all the homies wasn't playing baseball. You yep. Know, kind of get tired of that. You know, once the demographics just look it's a little different. We already kept playing. I was. That was my best sport when I was a kid. I was like, yeah, anything. Um, I played basketball all the way until my senior in high school, though. And then football, I went from third grade until I was 24. Okay, okay. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the high school going into high school. What uh, what high school did you go to? Uh, my, my freshman and sophomore year, I went to Stag. Uh huh. Alonzo Stag, and then my uh, junior and senior, I transferred to Chavez. Okay, was it a personal choice to transfer to Chavez? A little bit of everything, man. Uh, well, I, I lived in, you know, so I'm the first graduating class from Chavez. So, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, but I didn't, you know, the first year they opened, I was still at Stag. They didn't have varsity yeah. sports at Stag. So, I, I mean, at Chavez. So, I was a var- I was already on varsity for football. So, I played yeah. uh, my sophomore year in varsity at Stag. And then um, I would have stayed at Stag, but I got into some trouble, you know, kind of yeah. inter-district transfer. So, I had to transfer to my home school. Okay. Okay. So let's t- let's talk about that. Uh, you say you got into some trouble. I mean, was it the crowd you was hanging with? What is it? How? What? What was it that led you into getting in some? I mean, we all do a little stuff in high school. You know what I'm saying? It ain't too big as long as it ain't kicking you out or nothing like that. But what kind of uh, relationships were you establishing that uh, that went made you go that that route? Um, I, I you know it's crazy. So. The reason why I had to transfer was such a small reason. It was like so small compared to all the things that I did my yeah. freshman, my whole freshman year and my most of my sophomore year, the beginning of my sophomore year was like so small. It was just like, you know how you just do so much things and then the yeah. was like, all right, it's it's this it's time to, you know, 
So it's so small, you know, but uh, it, it needed to happen, you know. But as far as the crowd I was hanging out with, I was the guy that hung out with everybody, you know. Yeah. I, not everybody, but it's like I can hang out with these kind of people. I can hang out with these kind of people. So Yeah, he was a chameleon. Yeah, just, you know, I can hang out with the, the, the NASA club geek class and I can hang out with thugs on the block. It just, oh, yeah. How was your grades in high school? It depends on, you know, how I was feeling, really. You know, I, <laughs> if I felt like having good grades, it was going to be good grades. Uh, I just yeah. kind of like, honestly, uh, it was it was decent. Let's just say that was decent. Yeah. Was you put, did they, uh, you have somebody pushing you or how was that? You just went to school, went through the flow? Um, it, it, it was kind of a, I mean, of course, you know, my mom, you know, she was a, a single, single parent household raising yeah. me and my little brother. So, you know, I'm, she she did the world for me. She yeah. did the world for me, my brother. But as far as just when I got to high school, it was like less people. You know, the older you get, they less less likely to be on you unless you give them a reason to be on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So she was on me, but when it came to my grades, it was just like I handled my business. So yeah, it was yeah. Good. And kudos to your mom. Like, like two, you know, two point one, two point two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Just enough to play. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. You, you mess up during football season and then that 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 spring season, I gotta have grades to play next year. So let me pick it up. Yep, yep. And kudos to your mom, man. You she grew uh she raised some respectful men, young men and uh I, I want to say that, man, because uh you've always been we ain't that much in uh difference in age, but you've always been respectful to to different people. I've never seen you just outright disrespect anybody. I mean, I know you could go there, you know what I'm saying? If somebody push you in the corner, but you always been that, that respectful dude, you know what I'm saying? And uh, man, that's to your moms, man. Kudos to your mom for that one. She did a real good job, real good job with uh, raising y'all. But uh, let's talk about the GPA. You say you, you held on just enough for uh, football. Do you regret that? Be- looking and looking back at it. Do you regret that? Most, most definitely, you know, if I could do it all over again, I would. But at the same time, um, it's a part of my story. So yeah. I, I wear it proud, proudly just so, you know, when I mentor these other kids and um, my, my own kids, you know, they won't make the same mistakes I did. You know, I, I yeah. wouldn't do that. So they don't have to. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So what kind of uh, schools was looking at you? I know because you was an A1 athlete, wherever you, whatever you touched, you was doing it. You know what I'm saying? So did any schools hit you up? Uh, in high school, um, uh, uh, pretty much every school that came through always gave me a look. But when it came to my grades, it uh, it, it, it took away those opportunities. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of didn't matter. I knew since my sophomore year I was going to go to a junior college. So I never really tripped off of, you know, getting a scholarship. I just knew I was going to have to take a different journey because I knew that was the journey I was going to take. Yeah. Uh, as far as, you know, football. But I just knew my journey wasn't going to be the scholarship out of high school. So. Yeah. And it could have been. It, it definitely could have been to somebody. If, and that's what I tell a lot of uh, people, like these football programs and these basketball programs, it's all about mentorship, especially a kid like you. You know what I'm saying? You was a beast in high school. So if I see that, I'm like, man, bro, what's up? We need to get this work because you're trying to get this free money and get this bag, you know, go to school. No, but sure. we didn't have a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? Back then, I no no uh, diss on any coach, but we didn't we just didn't have a lot of that. It's, yeah, and I'm not gonna draw us. You know, I had good coaches, man. Uh, yeah, as far as you know, and I had uh, you know a lot of I had men in my life, but it was just you know 
that age where you just yeah. Kind of, Smell was, it, it, yeah. It, was, it was different times. Like, you know, they had they had the crack movement. And, you know, my, my thing was the hyphy movement. So yep. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of just wild right then. You know, but, um, uh, you know, I had a great a great high school coach, Eric Duncan. Oh, great, Duncan, yep. yep. Yeah, like great mentor, man. You know, the greatest coach, probably the best coach I ever had as far as when it comes to personal relationships with, with young men and mentoring for sure. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want to sit here and say like I was just some, you know, uh like I didn't have no guidance. Cause he for sure was the goal. Yeah, it was just a personal choice. Personal choice, yeah. Just yeah. One step that young dudes do. Yeah. Okay. So going into um, going into college, I mean, what was your thought process going into JC? Because you said you already knew you was going to JC route, and I actually did an interview with Duncan, so the the people kind of know how Duncan is and who he is. So. Mm-hmm. Your mindset going into JC, how was that? I, I it was it was a thousand percent different because um, mm. this is my last opportunity. If that makes sense, yeah. Ironic, you know, not trying to, you know, last chance. You not trying to say nothing like that, but uh, it, it was my last chance. So yeah, um, from day from the day I graduated high school, I just knew, you know, I went to end up going to my school uh, a month later. So I, I was always tapped in and dialed in for sure. Yeah. Yeah, coming out, especially seeing all your friends dip out, going to different schools and stuff like that. How was that? Uh, I mean, shit, most of my friends, you know, it, it depends on what friends we're talking about. But, yeah, most of my <laughs> friends, most of my friends that did, you know, well, it was, uh, you know, like, damn, I missed out on an opportunity, but I'm still going to have a chance, you know. Yeah. Of course, I was happy for them, you know, because they deserve that. And um, they took advantage of those opportunities. But at the same time, I knew my, my story wasn't over. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so you get to uh, step on junior junior college grounds. How was that? It, it was it was a grind for sure. You know, it was it was college. You know, um, you know you you have to be more mature. You have to you know uh, do things. You know, not just I wasn't doing things uh, the right things in high school, but obviously I wasn't. I'm at junior college, but mm-hmm. it was just you know I was living on my own. Had to cook my own meal. So um, you know it was just a you just had to get mature real quick, you know. And if, if I if I didn't, I would have probably sunk. So I'm glad that you know I had the right mindset going into it, and I didn't lose focus because it's you know most definitely easy. You see so many teammates and and peers when you get there, you know, fall off. Yeah, exactly. What uh, what JC did you go to? So out of high school, my first uh, year and a half, I went to Butte in Chico. Oh, okay. My first year, I was there. We won the uh, national championship. Uh, most of that team went D1. Um, you know, a lot of those, I think four of those dudes went to the NFL, got drafted. So it was a real good team. I redshirted. Um, the second year, I played three games, and then I broke my fibia, my tibia, my ankle joint, so I medical redshirted. And then yeah. I, I came back home to Delta. Um, so, you know, and after Delta, uh, I got a full-ride scholarship to Idaho State. Oh, so let's, let's talk about that because uh, – you said you had an injury. A lot of dudes have. So first off, let's talk about how the uh, JC don't mean that, oh, we playing bottom level football or bottom level sports, period. People don't know. A lot of people go to JC route because either they didn't get the scholarship they wanted or they just felt like this is an extra step for me to take so I could get to the schools that I want to go to. And a lot of people go to these JCs thinking they about to just run over people. 
And you got the top of the line going to these JCs. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah, nah, like just for example, my, my first year in junior college, I was 17 until the fifth game of the season. Like, you know, I got my birthday in October. I was 17. No, I mean, yeah, and then I turned 18 October 7th. Um, I had a teammate who actually three years later after us playing together who got drafted by the Eagles, who went to Baylor, he got drafted by the Eagles. Mm-hmm. But when I was 17, he was 26 or something like, you know, something crazy. Yeah. Like four or 26 in college. He, you know, his first, his second year playing football, he was from Canada. He just moved to the school to be a fireman. They said, oh, come play football. So man. you play with those kind of guys. Like I was playing with a 26-year-old grown man, a 23-year-old receiver, dude that was in jail for a few years. So, you know. Yeah, it's interesting. For sure. It's a grind. It's definitely a grind. So you get hurt, and how was that? How was that thought process? I mean, not everybody can make it back. So what was your thought process? As soon as you got hurt, how did that go? Uh, when it when it happened, I, I knew something was. I ain't never been. I ain't never felt no pain like that. So when it did happen, I was like, okay, cool. You know, I never had a broken bone in my body until then. Yeah. Um, and then my thought process, you know, I, I have a. I have a growth mindset, so uh, even back then, I was like, I'm, I'll be back, you know. I didn't yeah, have yeah. surgery or nothing, you know, so, you know, I'm a hard worker. I knew I'll be fine, honestly. I never, I never like, slipped into depression with that injury or anything like that. I was like, oh, I'm done, you know, I can't. Yeah. It was just like, okay, you know, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm going to chill, eat whatever I want to, but when it's time to get back right, I'm going to get back right. You got back right. You came back home, got back right, and got a full ride to Idaho. How was that? How did that come about? Man, just you know, had to handle business on the in the classroom and on the field. You know, yeah. I had a lot of success when I came back home to Delta. You know, probably should have went there from the beginning. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, it's a part of my story. You know, I'm glad I went to Butte too because I learned so much from Butte. Yeah. You know, a lot of lessons from those those guys, coaches, and teammates. But Delta, you know, it was just you know I was. Uh, way more comfortable, you know, lived a, a 10 minute drive, five minutes with no, you know, no traffic from the school. Yeah. You know, just, it was a better environment for me at the moment, you know, came home and slowed down the pace and I was able to just focus on football, you know? So yeah, you know, the scholarship, you had to, you got, you got to handle business on the field and in the classroom. And, you know, my GPA was way higher and um, my, my, my skills, I just had to display them on the field. Exactly, exactly. And Idaho State, we go to going to Idaho. Had you ever been to Idaho? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. I never thought I Never thought I should. Yeah. So it just it's uh it's but I love Idaho. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful place, you know. Um the scenery is very nice. And um the town I was in was at Pocatello, Idaho it was a it's a good little small town, man. I like yeah, that. good football town. That's that's what I like about them, <laughs> about those towns. They be just all about yeah. their football. Yeah, football, man, and they Buffalo Wild Wings, and they want more. <laughs> 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 it was a good, great experience, man. You know, met some great friends and brothers for life, and uh, yeah, and that's why I, that's why I officially became a man at theirs. You know. Okay, sure. how? So let me ask you this: so. We're going through all of this process. We're going through the training and stuff like that. What advantage? Well, no, nah, I shouldn't say what advantage. Does it make you angry with the kids that uh, 
uh, these days with all this training and they don't take advantage of all the training because bro we didn't have none of this youtube none of that that's that's one thing we didn't have and you know i'll be i'll be telling kids man you know uh i'll be telling not just kids people you know um it does get me upset because they have so much access that they have too much access yeah and they take it for granted you know and i always tell people i'm a trainer you know i don't like to call myself i'm not i'm, not, I'm a coach i'm not a trainer but yeah. i do train people uh but these kids like they just don't take it for granted and they should you know we got yeah. stockton we got we got some of the best you know coaches trainers in stockton you know on the west coast and you know kids rather just chill you know exactly like i tell, like I tell the kids man like you ain't got to work with me but work with somebody exactly you know, if you don't work with nobody do something on your own you know because it yeah. shows you know it, it shows for sure exactly did you have kids try uh working with you this whole pandemic um, the first the first two months in the pandemic was in March, April. I didn't do nothing. I was in the house. I'm thinking yeah. virus. It, it is real bad. You know, it's one of the worst things. It's killed over three million people to this point. So it's horrible. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people personally that I was close to that passed away. So, but you know, at the same time, I was kind of a just a prisoner in my own mind. I just stayed in the house, me and the family. You know, we stocked up on groceries. And, you know, I remember the first two weeks in in quarantine. We just stayed in the house. We didn't leave. We had enough food and everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. We, we everybody, the whole world is taking it out. Boy, I said, well, right, we got to go to the grocery store and get some food. Man, everybody was out and about. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, man, they played me, you know, yeah. or something, you know. And I'm yeah. like, God, oh, man. I mean, people living regular lives out here. But the first two months, I didn't do anything. I just, you know, kind of kept it slow, uh, tried to learn as much as I can about the virus. And then um, after that, you know, we started uh, working, but, you know, working as smart as possible. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about coming out of, uh, you know, going into college and stuff like that. We're at Idaho State now. Did you join any frats? Did you join any clubs, anything like that? Nah, I, I didn't. Um, they didn't They didn't have any of our frats out there. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't even think about it. And then uh, – even if they did, I probably wouldn't have pledged just because I just, you know, I always felt like my frat was my football teams. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was just kind of my mindset, you know, from the first school I went to, you know. Uh, so I didn't pledge or I wasn't in any clubs in college. I was in some clubs in high school, you know, BSU and stuff like that. But, you know, I was just really focused on on my sport and my craft and my, and my family. So, yeah. What was your major going into? Uh, sociology. Okay. I graduated uh, with my degree in sociology. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. And um, so you didn't do any uh, frats or anything like that, any clubs or anything like that. But how hard was it keeping up with uh, at the college, at the university level? How hard was that? I mean, was it what's the difference between JC and the university level? Uh, as far as like what uh, academics are on, on the field, both, both. Yeah, I mean academics. Honestly, I always tell people I felt like college was easier than high school when it came to academics. Um, they give you a, a syllabus and they say, "Hey, these three people papers are going to be done on this exact date." So yeah. it's real simple. Or hey, you're going to have a test on this exact date. High school is like, oh, you got a test. You got a test in three days. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Test on chapter fifty-five. I'm like, we only been studying this. You you got a test, but you know, as far as uh, just the college level, it was, academics was easier for me. Um, JC and to University of Idaho was the same. 
academically, you know, uh, of course, you're gonna have hard courses, but yeah, you know, it, it's kind of simple, you know, if you want, if you like it, enjoy it, apply yourself. Uh, as far as football wise, I was prepared really well through uh, my junior college at Delta. You know, we had at Delta, we had, you know, 6 a.m. workouts. So when I got to yeah. State, we had 5.30 a.m. workouts. So it was, it was the same thing to me. Um, and then uh, obviously, like you said, the JC level has a lot of talent. You know, I mean, sometimes I feel like we had, it was more talent at the JC level than at the uh, university level. Just, yeah. you know, just because, I played against all Americans, dudes dudes that was, you know, uh, all you know, end up going to bigger level D ones than me and you know, had success versus them. So it was just like whatever, you know, it was harder though, but at the same time it wasn't that bad. Yeah. That's what's up. So uh coming out of college, I mean you finished and you graduated already. So what was your next move? I actually had one more year of eligibility. Um, so I ended up going to a, a smaller school, a D2 school, uh, called South Dakota School of Mines. Um, uh, finished my last year, uh, playing college football there. Um, had a lot of, a lot of success there and helped that program out a lot. You know, there were, uh, a new program that went from NAIA to D2. It was a first year and I was there and the year before they went one and nine and the year I went there, you know, we went six and four and had some success, won offensive player of the year and, you um, know. You know, and then after that, uh, I just had some opportunities, um, you know, did the whole pro day thing and, you know, some tryout, you know, tryouts, the workouts with different teams and uh-huh. stuff like that. So, and then it was just another, you know, a year and a half of grinding. So, yeah, you know, a lot of different workouts for, you know, NFL, CFL, AFL teams and just trying to, you know, accomplish that goal and that dream. So seeing everything, how everything planned out, me, I feel like um, everybody – you could be an excellent football player like you was, but everybody is not made for the NFL. I see you as a, it could be a coach in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I see you as a big mentor, a big piece. So did you, do you see that now or did, did you see that then? Uh, no, nah, then I, I thought I was going to make it, you know, I yeah. thought it was like, nobody could tell me, um, you know, but everybody, or not everybody, but God has a plan for everybody. Yeah. That wasn't a part of my story. It wasn't a part of my plan, um, you know. Uh, so, you know, I, but most definitely I know, you know, uh, it's all about timing too. Yeah. You know? So, I, you know, just because there was people that was probably less talented than me or more talented than me that made it. So, yeah. it's just about timing. It matters about the right situations, you know, and um, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's definitely. And I definitely can see myself, you know, I, as a high level coach one day for sure yeah no that's for real because you great mentor out there you mentoring these kids and i could see even on your uh, instagram i'll be following your little stories and stuff the kids love you you know what i'm saying they like man coach d man it's coach d right here you know what i'm saying they they love you you get active with the kids you ain't all old like no y'all can't play with me i'm too old for Mm y'all no you get active what do you act just like the kids so and that's what's up the way I look at it, man, you know, it, it is most definitely a thin line. You know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna condone no, uh, you know, no, no, nothing that they ain't supposed to be doing. Correct. Same time, you know, I'm gonna relate to them. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very relatable to them because I, I am them, I was them, you know, and, and my personality is loud. But there is a, a thin line between coaching, having fun. 
Yeah, that's that's correct. So what message do you have closing up? What message do you have for the uh, kids that's going on right now? Because right now we just coming we coming out of the pandemic, but now it's their senior year. They ain't getting no they ain't had no looks. Games is just now coming up. You know what I'm saying? So what message do you have for those? Um, the message I have for all you young athletes, male, female athletes that are um, in high school coming through a pandemic is that nobody's experienced what you guys have experienced. This is, you know, most definitely strange and weird times. Um, and, I, and I commend you guys for, you know, staying um, the course and continuously working out, not knowing the unknown, you know. Um, what I can say is, is whatever your respective sport is, if you love it and, you know, this is something that you want to do, don't stop doing it. You know, you might have not got that scholarship or had the most fairest opportunity to get that scholarship that you've been chasing your whole life. But it's always light at the end of the tunnel. This is a part of your story. And, you know, you guys are unique individuals because nobody else has been through this. And you guys have opportunity to define the odds. And whatever happens, you know, as long as you put, you know, the, the most effort forward, you, you won't be a failure. You yeah. Know, now, if you just you want to stop playing and, you know, oh, man, life's unfair, life's unfair, pandemic, pandemic, then, you know, 10 years down the line when you're 30, you're going to have regrets, you know, and you don't want to have regrets. Exactly. Um, so, you know, just make sure you guys stay of course, stay the course of whatever you want to do. And, and just put max effort from the classroom to your personal relationships to, you know, your on the field work and off the field work, you know, and build your relationship with God. So you'll be exactly. all right. That's, that's, that's very true. You know what I'm saying? Keep the grind going. What about uh, the parents? I know the parents, that's us parents is nervous because we want our kids to be the best at whatever, you know what I'm saying? And if my child don't get a scholarship, I don't know what to do next you know what i'm saying and that's why i got this going on you know what i'm saying to let the parents know there are other options for your child to uh to go so what do, what message do you have for the parents uh as far as parents like when it comes to youth sports in general or you parents when it comes to this, the senior class and pandemic yeah senior class and pandemic um I, i'm gonna say man just support support your uh your athlete your kids even if they don't play sports as much as possible um what i've seen since I've been young, um, parents, especially in America, we do a horrible job at, uh, you know, I call it the 18 rule. You know, kids, the parents that support the athlete or just the kid in general, baby this, baby them, and baby them. And then as soon as they turn 18, they want to cut the cord, not preparing them for life. And then, you know, a lot of kids, you know, you know they sink because of that. So what I would say is, you know, um, continue to support the kids and don't enable them, but make sure you don't give up on them. You know, don't, don't give up on your, your, your kids, especially, you know, after all this things that they went through their senior year, uh, mentally, they're probably really drained. So I just don't think they need to get punched in the gut anymore than what they've already had, you know? That is true. That is true. We got, we, and you said it's something earlier, it's a thin line and um, I'm not saying be your child's best friend, but you gotta be there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that they could go to and open up to at the same time. It's a, we living in a different, we have a different generation we raising that, that ain't with the stuff that we was with. You know what I'm saying? They on a whole nother level. And so yeah, we, we have to be that parent. 
we got to, you know, make sure as, as parents, as leaders that, you know, we just lead properly and, um, you know, we just don't give up on our youth, you know, yeah. 18, you're grown, you're not grown, man. You're not grown. You know, I feel like people ain't really truly grown until they're like 26. Yeah. <laughs> but like, that's when you like an adult adult. I mean, of course, yeah. you're in prison and you could, you could, you know, buy alcohol and cigarettes and stuff and legally smoke and drink and all that get behind the wheel of a car, but I don't think you're truly grown until you're about 26, honestly. And if, it's funny you said that because um, there is a law that they're trying to pass right now. I know in the state of California that um, juveniles like going to prison or going to jail period for juvenile detention center is going to be the age is going to be raised to 25. And so they prepare. I mean, that's an off, off topic, but they prepare to put it, you know what I'm saying? So we have to prepare our kids too. 25 is like you said, you're not even mature. So if our parents know that my son is not going to be fully mature or grown to make decisions, life uh, uh, decisions until 25, 26, it's that's statistics that we need to be, we need to be on them. You know what I'm saying? Until 25, 26, until we feel now some people mature early. I ain't saying everybody's 25, 26, but some people do mature early. But we listening to you. A lot of people gonna look at this like, man, Derek, he young, he on. But you raising two boys though. You know what I'm saying? And you raising, you raising 20, 30 boys that you got on the uh, field, regardless if you know it or not. You know what I'm saying? You you help raising those boys. You're their village, and uh, you appreciate that. But y'all, this is Derek Graves. We got him on the clock, y'all. We appreciate you for coming and blessing our podcast, man. It's always a pleasure talking to you. Um, but we get with you, bro. Yep.